Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. I hope you had a great weekend. I did. We're going to talk about some things that happened over the weekend. Uh, Happy to say that Trevor is back in studio after a two-show absence. So, Trevor, welcome back. Did you miss me? You know what? It was the the two shows you weren't here. It was kind of like the old days, minus you know no Yates. But uh, I had an hour show, and you know Yates. The the longer the show went on, the more he became came out of his shell a little bit and, and was a, a bit more talkative. Uh, but it reminded me some of, of some of my first shows that I did, and kind of reminded me of how hard it was to to do that without you know without having anybody else talking and, and and talking for an hour although it was the summer and there wasn't all that much going on with the exception of the NBA draft but yeah Trevor missed you a little bit glad you're back did you have like withdrawals did you wake up in like a cold sweat Thursday and Friday night like having Trevor withdrawals bacon withdrawals no I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far uh slept slept just great both Thursday uh Wednesday Thursday and Friday night but uh, you know, the, the, I'm glad to have you back on the show and, and hear some of your opinions, um, which can be a good thing and a bad thing from time to time. Depending so, on your perspective, obviously. Exactly, exactly. So, did you do anything fun this weekend, Trevor? Uh, I had a very roller coaster like up and down weekend. Uh, it started with Thursday finding out my uh, my baby boy dog, uh, who will be 14 in August, has very bad diabetes. Uh, his glucose levels were almost six times what they were supposed to be, uh, which resulted in me having Friday morning getting up at uh, very early for me, maybe regular for normal human beings, taking him to the uh, animal hospital, and he had to spend three days and two nights in the animal hospital. I finally got him back last night, uh, and he's doing a l- much better, for those who are wondering. And then and the good parts of the weekend where I get to uh, I got to go out and I saw Ted, too, this weekend. So that, that cheered me up a little bit. In the middle of uh, worrying about uh, my my best friend uh, Donovan Kelsey. Well, glad to hear things are going well with your dog. Four, it's gonna be he's gonna be fourteen. He'll be fourteen in August. Woo! That is uh, that's getting up there in dog years. But I'm glad everything's all right there. He's showing it. He does. He doesn't pay attention to me as much as he used to. Uh, he's more. He's taking even more of my mannerisms. I.e., he sleeps most of the day. Gets up and eats occasionally, maybe runs to do the bathroom, then comes and lays back down for the rest of the time. That's good to hear. It sounds like the life. Uh, I Weekend was, didn't do a whole lot, played a little golf and uh, played well. Uh, also hurt my hand playing golf, which I have, I've broken my hand, my right hand twice, and then I hurt my left hand playing golf. Uh, when I move my hand, you can see something move it it looks like a bone. It's not a bone, but you can see something move. Uh, so that's not good, how and does, that hurts. How does one hurt their hand playing golf? Did you punch a wall after shanking a punt? No, we were we were actually or the stakes were high. Reference, so I guess <laughs> we, were, we the stakes were high, so I wasn't. I had a bad lie. I was basically in a tree, and I had a bad lie, and um, I I couldn't I couldn't take it out without taking a stroke or anything like that. So I had to punch it out, and I just got a ton of. I might have hit a root. Maybe I just got under way too much. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's not good. You didn't think um, about using the golf club to get it out. Maybe one of your golf clubs just to get it out instead of using your your own bare hands. Obviously, I used a golf club, Trevor. Well, how did you used, punch it then? 
I, I'm that's a golf term to punch the ball out. Ah, I thought you literally punched it. Like I don't know golf terms, TJ. You know that. You I think I was laying I'm in a picture, tree. I'm picturing you literally Trevor. climbing up a tree and p- throwing punches at a, at a limb. No, <laughs> oh no, I no. Okay, uh, no, I, I punched it out with my golf club and just trying to get it through the tree, get it back onto the fairway, and then I'd, I'd go from there. I must have hit a root or something, put too much power into. Um, into the swing to try to compensate for all the branches and brush that were going to be in the way. And, um, yeah, it, it, it came up. I, I ended up, I, I didn't get the ball out, which was a good thing. Um, but I hit, uh, right or left hand, left hand. Are you left handed? Left hand. So, so I'm right handed, oh, but, good. uh, so in, in my right hand is the hand that I've broken twice. My left hand, um, I've haven't done, I'm, I'm starting to think I just have the weakest hand bones in the world because, <laughs> I don't know how this could have happened. How um, did it's one not broken. break their hand twice? What, what did, for me, how did you break your hand, your right hand twice? It probably, uh, it probably wasn't healed. Is why I broke it the the, the second time. Um, and I, you know, I don't like I don't like saying this on the air, but the first time I broke it, it was because I was angry uh, and 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 hit a wall. Okay. Um, Been there, done that. And and it 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 broke. It was pretty broken. <laughs> it, it was it I. I you know, I'll have to send you some pictures, Trevor. But it was—it uh, did not look like a human hand after that night. I didn't go to the hospital till maybe two days after because I'm an idiot and thought it'd be okay. Um, and then the second time, I was playing basketball and and kind of was going after a loose ball, and my hand broke my fall, which basically was the equivalent of punching the the court. Yeah. Although it wasn't it wasn't intentional, and I don't think it was probably fully healed at that point. So uh, that was about eight months afterwards. So it broke. It was broken again. That's how. That's the story of me breaking my hand. You do have weak hands. It's I no kidding, no kidding. Uh, but anyways, look on the bright side. Uh, I've got little hands. I've got carny hands, which I which has always affected me on the basketball court because my hands should be on the body of the equivalent of like a ten year old. I have little fingers, little stubby. Chubby fingers. I can't. I've never been able to bomb a bat. I can't bomb a women's basketball. That's how little my hands are. That's uh, that's un- that's unfortunate. I, I've got pretty, I've got pretty decent hands. Uh, but when they're broken, they're useless. And man, you, it, you are you right-handed, Trevor? I am. You take away your right hand, and a lot of very simple tasks become incredibly, incredibly hard. I mean, even texting, being on your phone, uh, typing. I still worked when I had a broken hand, but I just typed much slower. Uh, my, my boss at Cats Illustrated was nice enough to still let me have a job for the few months that I was healing back. Uh, going to the bathroom becomes increasingly difficult. That's something you wouldn't think about. Uh, just standard rolling you know, rolling around in the bed at night, it, it becomes, it, it hurts. Uh, it's not a good thing. And this isn't nearly as bad so i'll be okay but I, I probably won't be able to golf for a week or two which is uh that's that's pretty unfortunate for me oh uh, yeah I, I do feel bad for you then in the in the golf courses that you were going to uh destroy with your your beautiful swing so i, I also saw ted two this week and what did you make of that we're gonna get in sports talk today but again it is summer so you should come to expect this on the show uh what did you make of ted two i liked it i, I thought if, if you like the first one if you don't like the first one don't even bother going to see it. you might as well you, you can maybe watch it on hbo or whatever but don't don't waste your time. But if you liked the first one, which I thought the first one was hilarious, uh, I, I enjoyed the second one. I thought it was was pretty good. And, and for those who who want to say, well, I'm sure the best parts are in the previews, or the previews did make me laugh. Well, I like the first one 
the best parts they don't show in the previews for the most part because they can't show them in on, on the, the the best parts probably in previews because they're so they're too a little too raunchy for probably network television in in all kinds of ways. Yeah, I I I agree with you. If you like the first one, I think you're gonna like the second one. If you didn't like the first one, you're correct. Do not go see the second one. Uh, it was okay. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, going back, I probably would have waited to see it on uh, TV or, or DVD or Netflix or wherever it was going to head. Um, but it was still funny. That's, it was a, a goofy, stupid movie that was entertaining. It'll probably be funnier every time. Yeah, I, I Entourage for me, I, I mean, I, I agree. I know you told me, you said that you liked Ted 2 better than Entourage. Yep. I disagree. I enjoyed Entourage more. Uh, but Entourage, to me, was the end of a story uh, or just, you know, having to wait a few years to see another few episodes of Entourage. So I was more eager and anxious to go see that. I liked Entourage a little bit better, but they were in the same ballpark in terms of laughs during the during the two hours or however long each movie was. Uh, but it was it was fine. It was entertaining, I, uh, but, but not the funniest movie I've ever seen. No, I wouldn't say it's the funniest movie. One thing I did like about it, and I, I was talking to Yates actually over the weekend about this when he asked me, if he should go see it, and I gave it a kind of a thumbs up, and which is rare for me because I'm pretty hard on sequels when it comes to comedies. But most of the time, as you've heard me bash Hangover and other movies like that, most of the time I, it's, the comedy sequels annoy me because they're almost basically the same plot from the first one. They just basically they'll do the exact same thing and change maybe one scenery or they'll they'll, they'll change maybe one little thing, but it's pretty much the exact same thing. Ted, while there were very similar connections to the first one, the same antagonist and so on and so forth. There it was a different different kind of plot line, different story. And I, that's one reason I thought it was kind of stood on its own a little as a better as a better comedy sequel than most are. All right, yeah, that, that those are they those are all valid points. I uh, I I hated and if you haven't seen it, you'll see this. It's not a spoiler. I hated uh, one of the first opening scenes when they were doing the credits. Oh, it's way Man, too long. Way too long. I, way too long. I said that to my it, buddy in the theater. We, I, he leaned over to me and goes, dude, you could cut. This movie is an hour and 48 minutes, and it could have been an hour and a half. You just cut 18 minutes out of that opening dance monologue that they do. And I, I, I do promise we, we do have plenty of sports to talk about today. Actually, I, I texted Trevor. We were kind of just texting over the show, and uh, he was confirming that he was going to be on today after leaving me all last week or most of the last week. And. Uh, I, I didn't really know if there was going to be a ton of sports-related things to talk about, but then I started listing out some of the stories that have happened over the weekend and today, mostly. Uh, we have plenty of sports to talk about. We're kind of taking the making the rounds of, uh, you know, I guess pop culture and TV and movies. Did, did you, speaking of which, did you watch True Detective? Did you watch Ballers? What did you think of both of those, Trevor? I still haven't watched True Detective. I know I'm slacking. I did watch Ballers, though. It's so much easier to see Ballers when it's a half an hour long. And it almost it just it seems like it flies by so much quicker than an hour long show. Uh, Ballers, though, uh, on that note, I thought the second episode was a little better. I mean, like I said, the first one was still just more of an introduction to the character, and it still feel like we still are getting that kind of put into our way. I mean, with thirty minutes, you can only the first couple episodes I expect to be slow because most shows are an hour on HBO, so you can almost look at this as like the original first show in most eyes. So I, I haven't uh, jumped the uh, jumped off the uh, the bandwagon of ballers yet, but I'm still I'm still sitting on the still sitting on the ledge like uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio and Titanic. I'm still just kind of leaning over the edge, looking down, thinking, "All right, I'm going to give you a couple more episodes still, and then we'll see if I'm uh, still king of the world or if I'm going to get run over by the boat." 
Brun DMC texted in and said that he has not watched Ballers yet, was wondering if it was worth his time. Oh. I would, yeah, I, I mean, when it's I only mean, two episodes and each are only 30 minutes, I would say go ahead and watch it so you can decide for yourself. Great. For me, it's, this episode two is worse than episode one, and that might be saying something. I don't know if Ballers is going to be a, a, a fantastic show. It just doesn't seem like it's going to have the right build. But And speaking of build, most importantly, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be able to buy The Rock's character. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to buy him <laughs> as a, a serious uh, agent, a player in this. I, I just can't take him seriously. I, and it's unfortunate because... You know, finally, HBO, they do so many things well. Almost everything they touch touch turns to gold for the most part. And now they're doing something about sports and kind of the, uh, the off-the-field side of things when it comes to athletes. And they have The Rock, who is just, uh, the you know, he, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I, I don't know 100%. I've never met him. Probably never will. Uh, but he, he played the Tooth Fairy. And he's also a professional wrestler that... Um, that uh, that's kind of how he became famous. First of all, don't hold anything wrestling. up against him about being a professional wrestler. When it comes to wrestling and being on the mic, what we call mic skills in the business, there was no one better in the history of wrestling than than, than The Rock. I mean, The Rock invented a, the word SmackDown. SmackDown is in the Urban Dictionary because of The Rock. He invented an entire new slogan and, and slang word. That's how uh, popular he was. I, and I agree. His acting is kind of, um, kind of rock-like. I mean, it's kind of, you know... Not a lot of emotion. It, I just can't get past the only problem I'm having with it is it does kind of feel like such a, a an entourage ripoff a little bit. It's like they just took entourage and instead of making it a movie, they they stuck it in sports. And it's well, here's and that's a, getting that, kind of. I'm trying to get past that, but it was getting hard to do that. Well, that's the discussion I've had with a lot of people about ball, and we're talking ballers on HBO, which is sports related. So hey, we're kind of tying it together here. Get closer uh, to Trevor. real sports. I'm, I mean, I, I, some people love this when we talk about uh, TV shows and series and when we'd have the Game of Thrones talk, not so much with you because you didn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, other people would literally tune out and wait until we actually started talking to real sports. Uh, but at least we're able to tie this one together where it's a sports show. Um, but a lot of people I talked to, Trevor, they they liked that it kind of had the Entourage feel to it. And I, I kind of do. I, I Entourage was such a fun show. That I if there if there could be some sort of spinoff, even if not directly correlating with Entourage, uh, I would watch it, especially for sports, which is something we can all relate to. Uh, but it doesn't; it, it's just not nearly as good as Entourage. And maybe that's why I'm having such a tough time enjoying it, is because I'm trying to compare it to Entourage because there are so many comparisons to make between the two. Uh, but it's just not nearly as entertaining. It doesn't have an Ari-like character. Really doesn't. It, well, Ari you know, is have, kind of a mix between the guy from uh, I don't know his name, the the the, the coworker of the Rock. I think Ari's supposed I, to be a mix between him and the Rock. I know what you're. I know. I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, but I. I. But it's just. It's not good. If that is, you know, if that is who that's supposed to be, it's not even comparable to to an Ari like character. And his character seems forced almost. Like Ari's didn't feel like it was shoving that stick down your throat as much. And as, as the show's got older in the series, I mean, of course, Andras came so predictable where you know he was going to make a movie, they were going to think it was going to bomb, he'd feel like he faced a bankruptcy and being you know, blackballed out of Hollywood and then the movie was a hit and everyone loved him again. And he, the last three or four seasons of Andras was very predictable and you knew it was pretty much going to happen every one. You just wanted to see what kind of goofy stuff or what hot naked hot chicks you're going to see in between. But with this, it's like that character seems just so over. Like he's trying to force 
the the stick down your throat, like he, being over too over the top. Yeah, I I agree. What's your thoughts uh, on uh, Denzel Washington's boy uh, the, playing the wide receiver, uh, John David uh, Washington? I don't. Uh, he's okay. It's or James Harden he, as we thought he was. There's not there's not a lot of character development really with him. Uh, in the first episode, he was kind of active, did a lot of this, a lot of that, and then he just it was kind of just basic lines in the second episode yeah. where he was disappointed that another player had his number. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 you seem I'm like keep you're watching. losing as much interest in it as me. You're, you're kind of like me. If it, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't grab this by the fourth episode, maybe fifth. We're not going to finish this season, probably. Yeah, that's probably true. And and you, have you been watching The Brink? I have not started that yet. No, I, I, that looked good either. though. I, I, I like Jack, I like Jack Black. Well, I heard a few media friends of mine say that it might be the worst thing HBO's ever done, oh, and I said to myself, "Well, if they think that, I'm I'm probably not going to waste any time watching it." They never some, they never well, saw John from Cincinnati then, apparently. I had I had some closer friends say, "Yeah, I it, you know it's maybe not the best thing in the world, but I had a lot of cheap laughs, and I'll, I'm going to keep watching it." So I think I am going since it's only thirty minute episodes. I think I am yeah. probably going to start watching it maybe tonight. Uh, so I'll fill you, Trevor, in, and, and all you great listeners here on 1450 The Sports Bus. Yeah, I've got wrestling tonight, so I don't know if I'll be able to sneak them in, but I'll try. I don't I, I don't have anything tonight. Uh, tonight I, now, Mondays, I mean, we're really getting into summer. Luckily, tomorrow night we've got Women's World Cup. Uh, I might actually head up to Saints, where, we've done, where I've done a show before, uh, and watch that there. Hopefully it's a rowdy crowd. Speaking of soccer, Louisville City FC with a huge win over the weekend. Trevor, they won 6-2. to two. I would say that's Ooh. the equivalent of a football game being fifty-six to fourteen. I was gonna say forty-five to ten, but that's pretty. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree to that. Well, especially if you consider one goal being a touchdown. I mean, I've always, I've always kind of thought that. I've always thrown that out to people many a times over the last many years. You know, if, if if in the NFL, if a touchdown only counted as one point, like a goal does in soccer, would the NFL be anywhere near as popular as soccer? Brundy MC texted in a big spoily about True Detectives. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about that just yet, especially with Trevor. You not seeing it. If I haven't uh, watched but, it by the third episode, you can start giving me spoilers. I'm, but I promise you, I'm gonna start watching it this week. I think. But it was a. It was a fun. It was. I, I went to the soccer match. I've been. Uh, there's only been maybe one or two that I have missed. Uh, only one where I've been in town that I've missed. Uh, not because of the weather. It was that one where it hailed way back in. Uh, about a month, month and a half no ago. No excuse to uh, miss those, a game. Though I, I went to Downs after dark and had an inside box, so uh, it it was it worked out pretty well. Um, but I'm going to talk a little bit about Louisville City FC uh, when we come back from the break. Also, there's some big college basketball news. Big, uh, a lot of big college basketball news. There's NBA news, uh, so it's going to be probably a basketball heavy show. Also, a little a little football nugget that I'm going to throw in there. So stick around here on 1450 the Sports Buzz. We will be right back.
God, Friday when I went home, I really wanted an egg salad sandwich, and I was just obsessing about it, and I was like, man, I'm gonna make one of those. So, so Saturday I went out and I got like a dozen eggs, and I boiled them all, and then I just, I, I spent, I don't know, probably three hours, like three and a half hours making, you know, the, the mayonnaise and the onions in and paprika and, you know, all the accoutrement. And then by the time I was done, I just really didn't feel like eating it. Can imagine. And I didn't have any bread. Welcome to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now here's TJ Walker. The sports buzz. So mentioning that Louisville City game, uh, 6-2 win. It was fun. The, the prior three matches, uh, they hadn't scored a goal, Trevor. So it was nice that they were able to get some get their groove back then. They're still in fourth place in the East, sitting pretty to make the playoffs. Uh, but uh, their average attendance so far this year, six, uh, just over 6,000. It's pretty good. It, 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 it's great. It really is, especially with some of the things that they've been going up against. It seems like almost every game there's been something else uh, sports-related going on in the city of Louisville. Uh, the first game was the NCAA tournament. Then uh, they went up head-to-head with a few Louisville baseball games on dollar beer nights and stuff like that. Uh, then they've they've gone up against Downs After Dark a few times. So uh, they've been going up against some big things. But now Downs After Dark is finished, obviously all athletics uh, college athletics in the city are, are over so really all there is now is the Louisville City game so hopefully uh, they'll grow it'll get a little bit better if you haven't been in one of the games you should uh, they are they're a ball they're they're so much fun and especially if you like drinking beer during sporting events uh, the atmosphere is great I think a lot of people go to Louisville Slugger and you know not to not to rip on the bats because I, when I go to bats games, Trevor, I have a good time because I like watching baseball and it's fun. But the bats games are more about hey, let's bring a you know let's get a few guys, a few girls together, uh, and go socialize at the bats game. And you don't really care, uh, you know. That's what I'd say. Eighty percent of the time, you go to a bats game, you maybe don't know if they win or lose if you leave early. Where the soccer match, you go to Louisville Slugger, you're actually there for the sporting event in itself. Yeah, it's nice. You know, it's nice to run into people and bring friends. And I've I've been doing a good job of bringing some new people to a lot of matches, all of which uh, generally have a pretty good time. Uh, but you, you go there for the for the game itself. So if you haven't been, you should. They're gonna play next Saturday, which I talk about to all the matches I've been to. Trevor, I'm not gonna be able to go to that one because it's Fourth of July weekend, and I'll be I'll be on a boat somewhere. Uh, but You'll be on a boat? I'll be on a boat. Look at you while you're on that boat? Yep. Take a good, hard look Yeah. at the boat. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, I, so you know, I, I, I will have two tickets available for this week, and they're going to have fireworks after the game. It should be a good time. Um, can I go on the boat with you? Yeah, you? yeah, you sure can. Head on down to Lake Cumberland, my man. I've been to Lake Cumberland in years. A friend of mine used to have a family had a cabin down there. I'd go down there with them. Uh, sporadically when I was younger, but uh, that was probably the last time. That's probably been over 20 years, longer than that, more than likely. That's, uh, I'm a, uh, I'm a big Lake Cumberland fan and I will, I'll be there with family this, this weekend. Looking forward to it. And bacon. Uh, also scheduled, uh, also, also scheduled to golf down there. Uh, I'm going to need this puppy to heal up here pretty soon. You gonna, if that's you, the case. You do a little fishing? Um, probably not. Do you fish much? I know you golf, you soccer, you play soccer, you 
You uh, you uh, obviously try to play basketball on occasion. Or do you fish? I sometimes sometimes I fish with my dad, but not not all that much. I like fishing; it's fun to me. Uh, but I think some people fish and get some sort of high from it, or uh, can relax or meditate even. Uh, opposed to, a certain to me, ex- who gets high while he fishes. <laughs> they can meditate while they're fishing and kind of uh, move, you know, go there to clear their head. But I, you know, that doesn't, I'm, I'm kind of impatient, so it doesn't really do that for me. So I like it, but I'm not in love with it. And if, you know, if somebody asked me, hey, do you want to go fishing? I'd probably say yes. Um, this is going to make me sound like a child, uh, but I, I don't like getting the fish off the hook afterwards. Well, no, I've, had no some bad exper- I, I've had some bad experiences getting cut up doing that. Uh, no one likes pulling a fish and then having to, like, the guts the fish. No one likes doing that. Well, I don't mean the gutting of the fish. I do. I, I don't want to gut a fish. If I want to, if I want to, if I want to, if I'm going to eat a fish, I'm going to go to Long John Silver's and get it. Well, I, I, speaking of which, the last time I was at Lake Cumberland, I wasn't with family, uh, but we did go fishing uh, and caught a lot of trout, and that was actually pretty fun. We went in the winter, and then uh, we did cook those fish ourselves and gut them ourselves, man, uh, and that man. was the first time I ever. That's not that I've ever the first time I've ever done that, but that was a fun experience, and they tasted, man, they were delicious. TJ versus uh, the wild, so that was a good time. But no, there'll be there'll be no fishing this this weekend. But Fourth of July, just loving loving being an American. Do a lot That's of all do, that I'm, do some fireworks. Do some fireworks. Maybe play some golf. Uh, definitely, maybe maybe tube a little bit. Get out on the water and ma- just pound beers, Trevor. Uh, I, I just, I, for some reason, I can just picture you passing, being laying in a, an inner tube, lay, roll, floating around Lake Cumberland, in nothing but some uh, probably like cut off homemade jean shorts, no shirt, and a six pack attached to a string, floating about five feet from you. Is it what one of the strings attached to the beer, the other to your wrist? Yeah, that sounds. That's a that's a great image. Uh, speaking of homemade jorts, as you described, I do have a pair of homemade jorts. I generally wear them during U.S. USA soccer matches. Uh, and, and if I go to Saints tomorrow night, I've got to debate whether or not I'm going to pull those puppies out. Didn't you wear them at the uh, one of our uh, locations we went to during the USA game? Didn't you wear those homemade jorts? Haven't I seen those before? Oh, I'm I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I did. I, I I'm not shy to wear those puppies. They are a little short though. Well, how uh, old are and, they though? How old? Yes. I I made them, I think, maybe my sophomore year of college, so 2010, maybe. So we're, we're, we're coming up on five years. I'd love to know the backstory of why you made them, but uh, I don't know if I really yeah, I'm sure we I'm sure we went to a themed party. Our fraternity was doing a theme party or what, something what along the, those what lines. What was the theme? Look like a DB? It, 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 you know, there are themes called White Trash Bash uh-huh. uh, where people dress up kind of white trashy ah okay i didn't do so, we didn't have theme parties when i was, was that there's the age difference between the two of us i was talking about this with nick coffee one day he he did he grew he they had the theme parties when he was coming through high school and in early parts of college we didn't have that back in my days we the only theme we had was uh as much alcohol and drugs as you can bring bring it that was our only theme to every party i went to in high school it seemed like, and and I'm sure Brun DMC can can relate because he he went to UK. He was a few years ahead of me. Uh, it seems like most of our parties were theme parties. At least the good ones were theme parties. There'd be 70s theme, 80 80s. Uh, what else? We had the the we, a lot of places would have Fratellina wine mixers, which is a a knockoff uh, Step Brothers, the okay. Catalina, and. 
uh, there'd be beer Olympics, which was a theme. You'd, you'd dress up as a country and play games. There's a lot more that I'm missing. I don't know why I can't think of them right now. Probably because you did uh, but, a lot of drinking at those parties. So you don't remember all the ones you went to now. But but themes were themes are kind of the thing now. Uh, you know, almost it, it's almost kind of silly that every weekend would be a different theme. But that's that's kind of where colleges are at right now. Brun DMC says he also can relate. Uh, he got spined the last time he fished. Haven't done it in a decade. As a result, it's not fun, man. It's not fun messing with those fish. Those fish are scared to death. They're not sure if they're going to live or die. They just know that they've got a hook in their mouth and that some guy is trying to grab them, so they're fighting like heck uh, to get away from you, although you're just generally trying to help them. I, I usually just throw fish back in. Uh, Captain Artie says, Cumberland is a great place to sit and watch the world go by. I agree. Uh, so is my couch. If I, if, if I could pick between a beach and a lake, I'm taking a lake every time. Uh... Every time. I don't know. It depends what beach you're at. I mean, or what lake you're at. I think I don't think that's a simple black and white answer. Well, I, I'm, I'm saying the nicest lake versus maybe the nicest beach. I think I'm taking the lake. You don't have to worry about shark, jellyfish. <laughs> have you have you had a, 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 a large amount of run-ins with shark and jellyfishes? I, <laughs> Brun DMC, a mutual friend of ours, has a, had a terrible run-in with jellyfish. Every time he gets in the water, he'd be stung by a jellyfish. So he has this, it's actually a long, funnier story that I'm, I'm not going to have time to tell here. Uh, but he, he has a terrible fear of jellyfish because he'd always get stung. And finally, this was probably 10 years ago, he had finally worked up the courage to go into the ocean with all of us while we were throwing a football or throwing one of those little water balls or whatever it was. Uh, and we spot a jellyfish. And we all kind of get away from it. Uh, he goes to dive for a football. Now we're close to the jellyfish, but uh, he he comes up screaming that he had been stung and in his foot or something along those lines, and comes up and there's a jellyfish on his shoulder too oh. uh, that I guess he didn't know about. And uh, needless to say, that was kind of the end of him going into the ocean. Uh, ne- so never, I, never I don't, I don't think I'm to worry about that stuff. But I haven't been I, I haven't been to a beach in probably ten years though. The last time I went to a beach was in Charleston, South Carolina, and that was when I went visited UNCC. So that was two thousand four. So it's been eleven years since I've been to a beach. But you know, and and Hannah brings up a good point, and I I figured she'd probably get upset about me saying I'd take a lake over a beach. But she said, "What about a beach in Hawaii? I've never been to Hawaii, so I don't know." But you know, that sounds nice. But I also know there's probably nice lakes in Hawaii as well. I don't think you can go wrong with anything in Hawaii. I think that's the the moral of the story. Uh, but a lake is just it, it is it just seems calmer. I don't know. It's you it's the Kentucky you, hillbilly, and you you prefer lake over beach. That's what it is. And that might just be uh, yeah, that might just be my my upbringing. Uh, I wasn't you know beaches. You got to drive at least nine hours to get to one. Where a lake, you can just they're they're everywhere here in Kentucky, uh, but. But uh, speaking of uh, upbringing, it seems like this Confederate flag issue, and I spoke about it last week, Trevor, That's it's not going to go away anytime soon, especially with the 4th of July coming up. Um, and, and even John Calipari weighed in on the issue. Before we even get into what he said, what to make of it, this and that, do you think a, a college coach, a college basketball coach like John Calipari or you know, a college football coach or any coach, anybody in, the, in, in sports should answer this question? Uh, no, it's it's a no-win situation because no matter what you say, you're going to either alienate 50% or 60% of the people you, you answer your question with, 
and the other, or you're going to just make a bunch of people happy. There's not, there's no, it's a no win situation. It's like a politician who goes out and roots specifically for one team in a state. It's, it's not, it's, it's not a good decision. It's not a good move to make. Well, do you think that, do you have, my, my, my question is, do you have a problem with it being asked? Do you think a reporter shouldn't do that? Uh, I don't, do you have a problem with it? I don't, I wouldn't say I have a problem with it as much as, I mean, it, it's irrelevant. It has no reason to be asked. But then again, I mean, when you're an opposing character like John Calipari, who's just, you know, just in the spotlight, I can see why it be asked because it's it's one of the more popular topics going on right now in America. But it has no really reason to be asked. I mean, there's, I mean, it it's, doesn't need to be asked. But I could, I'm not shocked that it would be asked. I've heard reporters ask dumber questions to people, probably like that people are sitting in Calipari or Patino's or. Whomever coach, you know, fill in the blank questions before. Well, one of the issues here is that Jerry Tipton asked it of the Lexington Herald leader. Kentucky fans don't like Jerry Tipton, so I, I think that kind of plays Kentucky into this. Kentucky fans don't like thing. anybody that doesn't suck up to them, like Pat Forty. It, that's well. There's I talked about Pat, Pat Forty last week. Went on a rant. Uh, I think it was actually one of my better ones. But uh, I went and I like Pat Forty as a person. But Pat Forty clearly has an agenda against Kentucky. He doesn't like Cal. In that much, uh, yes, against Cal, I should say. He actually used to write very positive things about Kentucky before uh, John Calipari took over. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's made it very clear he has an agenda against Cal. I think Jeff Goodman's probably in that same conversation. Uh, but I do agree that Kentucky fans will say that they hate anybody unless they write nothing but great pieces, which, you know, Mike DeCourcy is a very pro-Kentucky, pro-Calipari. Greg Doyle used yes. to to be along those lines. Uh, so I do agree that Kentucky fans, they they hate when people are biased against Kentucky, and obviously they love them when they are biased for them, uh, but it doesn't seem like middle ground works out in their favor anyways. Uh, but Jerry Tipton, Kentucky fans don't like. And I, you know. Why is I that? Can under- I, I it, it, it's a really it's a long story. We've had Jerry on the show before. Uh, I like Jerry's been nothing but nice to me in person. And uh I kind of see him as this. He, he's a, a dad, and I think his, I think his son might be in college. I just kind of see him as this uh, goofy, silly dad that has a job that you know he he tolerates and likes, um, and and isn't scared to have a different opinion. But I, I can understand why some UK fans don't like him. Was he like uh, the Lexington Herald's uh, story in 1988 that, that put UK on probation? Maybe I'm not. I don't know how long he's been like. I Herald. don't. I don't. I don't think so. I'm not 100 percent sure. He has been there for a long time. Uh, but you know, with Pat, there's a Patrick Patterson thing where Patrick Patterson got a new car and he that. tried to look. He tried, you know, he tried to look into it to see if maybe there was some. God forbid he foul does his play. job. There, he, the, to see if there was some foul play regarding him. Uh, he, he's asked some. He's asked some questions that I've disagreed with. I, I think one time he asked John Calipari if Ryan Harrow's voice was a problem, something along those lines, because he had a very. It wasn't a. It wasn't a very deep voice. Uh, so Kentucky, and there's question. there's been a there's a much longer list of things that the Kentucky fans would put more time into to telling you about Trevor, but they don't like him nonetheless. And I think that's kind of the issue with this question being asked. If it was some reporter or a reporter from somewhere else out of out of Kentucky asking this, I don't think it would have been as big an issue as an issue. But I'm of the theory of hell yeah, I want to know what John Calipari thinks about the Confederate flag. I want to know what he thinks about gay marriage. I'm very curious what he thinks about all these things. Because guess what? He's a person just like you and me, Trevor, uh, but he just happens to have a lot more influence 
he has he has opinions on these things. Now that goes to your point that maybe he doesn't need to share those opinions on a platform like this, uh, and that's you know that's open for debate whether he should or he shouldn't. But a lot of people saying that they don't care what he has to say about this. They don't care what he thinks. They only want to hear him talk basketball. That's uh, that's silly to me. This is a guy that Kentucky fans absolutely love. They're going to build a statue of him in, uh, in Lexington, and they're not going to build a statue of him because of his political views. But he is a person too, Trevor. He does, you know, he does feel certain ways about some things and different have, ways he, about others. He does others. have human emotions. He does he's have not, human not a emotions. Robot. <laughs> And so it is nice to kind of get to know what your who your coach is and what he feels. And and the Confederate flag thing doesn't come as a, uh, as a major surprise. His stance on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the quotes because I don't think there's audio for it on the teleconference. But uh, so Tipton asks your thoughts about the display of the Confederate flags and statues honoring the Confederacy in the South. And he was taken. John Calipari was was taken back by because it, it did come out of left field. Uh, he said, "Really." Obviously, it offends a portion of our society, so people deciding to take them down uh, are deciding to take them down. That's how I feel on if he'd support taking them down. He says, sure, they offend, uh, and I would say to do it. Yeah, does our state use Confederate flags, Jerry? Kind of being a sarcastic. Um, and then Jerry said there's a statue of a Confederate general at the old courthouse in Lexington and a statue of Jefferson Davis in the Capitol. Uh, John Calipari said, wow. Since I'm not running for public office, I will let the powers that be decide those matters. I was, I was thinking about running for president, and I was discouraged from that. So, uh, being typical John Calipari, joking. But then this is where this is where things got really interesting. Uh, he tweeted later. He said, "I was just asked a question on a basketball conference call about the Confederate flag. I don't want any confusion. I think we should take it down." I don't think there's any question it should be taken down, but again, I'm not running for office. So that's what he said, uh, and, and people kind of stepped away from Jerry Tipton asked this. I can't believe he'd do that, although I think that's perfectly fair to ask that. Uh, and and this at this point, he put it on Twitter and Facebook, John Calipari did, so people couldn't blame reporters for asking it because uh, this was his own little public statement that he made, and man – Things got ugly in the comment sections as they so as they often do. So we're going to take a commercial break. We're going to come back. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of these comments. It doesn't matter which side of this debate you stand on. Don't embarrass yourself on on social media. Don't say stupid things that other people can read. And if your parents are doing that, then you need to sit them down and have a conversation with them uh, because this is making everybody look bad. So we are going to. Head to commercial break. I'm going to come back talk more about it here. 1450, the sports buzz. Stick around. You're listening to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. That's as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs. Go ahead and add it up. Every cent's accounted for. Look. See this? That's a car. 275000 Might want to hang on to that one. 
Sports Talk is brought to you by Allen Electric, Kentucky Anna's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. Give them a call, 636-HELP, for any electrical service. Allen Electric will never leave you in the dark. They're the best out there, guys, and they are a proud sponsor of the Sports Talker. So, what more could you ask for? Uh, some tweets during the break. Run DMC says that he doesn't believe John Calipari should comment on issues like that. He, he did and, give the cookie-cutter answer, though, on, at least on Twitter, where he just... He he knew better than to, if you're gonna pick a side, pick the one that's the most popular. Pick the popular trend, the one the popular kids are pointing at, which is, oh, we need to take it down because it's blasphemy type uh, atmosphere. And so he did he, he did a smart decision by going with the cookie cut answer. And Captain Arctic says agree with Brun DMC. I would take the high road on that stuff. I don't think what he said is necessarily taking the low road. Uh, and it, it actually, I like that he takes a stance on it. I I like that he doesn't say. Uh, no, I don't need to comment on that. That's not for me to discuss. Uh, when a lot of coaches maybe would do that, but he he, he has a platform. I, yes, it may be the popular decision nationwide, Trevor. He might have had the cookie-cutter answer. With that, that seems to be the uh, most people throughout the country agree with that stance. Um, but that may not be – it may not – I don't know if it'd be the. I think it'd be the majority in Kentucky, but not nearly as overwhelming as it is over the rest of uh, over the rest of the country. I think in Kentucky it's it's closer to fifty fifty. Although I I like to think that maybe the majority of people still feel strongly uh, against the Confederate flag. Although I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, but a lot of Kentucky fans also live in the South. They live in Atlanta. They live in different parts of SEC country. Uh, went to UK, maybe lived there, or, or born in Kentucky, and had to move down south. So he has received a lot of backlash on Twitter, and th- his answer necessarily shouldn't surprise you. He's from Calipari's from Pennsylvania, um, maybe leans left politically. Not that any of that matters, but his answer probably shouldn't have surprised you. But some of the comments, Brun DMC says that the comment section uh, is a is just not a, a, and anything is not a great place for human intelligence. I was going to say, is the I, comment I section th- the lowest form of like human intelligence around in terms of social media? And he says the comment sections of social media, YouTube, CNN, uh, are the bowels of, of hell where <laughs> civility goes to die. Uh, and I think he, he put that pretty well. So it's not just a Kentucky thing. It's not just a Kentucky fan thing. But, man, some of the comments on John Calipari's Facebook status is unbelievable. Coach, you're way wrong on this issue from Chris. Debbie says, good thing you're not running for office. You had uh, you had Jonda say, well, this is one thing you're definitely wrong about. Stick to picking the best players. Uh, you had other people saying that he needs to stick to basketball. He has no place to talk about this. I'm assuming you're cleaning some of these up. Some of them I am. Yep. <laughs> some of them I can't say on radio. And there, I mean, there are just there, there's hundreds of them. I don't. I wouldn't have enough time. I wouldn't have enough radio air to, to talk about what, uh, to to discuss all the comments and how. I mean, the misspellings. That's one thing. But uh, the misspellings, the grammar, some of the the way that these people are trying to express their opinions. Uh, a lot of them look like grown adults, too, which is kind of concerning. 
But here's here's the thing. I absolutely hate Trevor with a passion the stick to sports argument. And people say it to me all the time. If I if I ever have an opinion, if I were to tweet out that I think the Confederate flag should be taken down, which I do think it should be taken down from government buildings because, you know, you don't see other countries we've gone to war with. We don't put their flags up on the capitals. We don't put their flags up on the White House. We went to war with the Confederacy. It was treason. They were traitors. And so I, we I shouldn't think honor it's that their... simple, but I'll, I'll let you continue. I'm, I'm talking about race thing aside, because I... The race thing, I don't, you know, I don't think if you if you are proud of the Confederate flag, I don't think that automatically makes you a racist. Although I promise you, there are plenty of people that are. So I, the race thing, that's, you know, it's subjective and it's kind of tough to prove one way or the other. I think people are either racist or they're not, and and if they support the Confederacy or, or support the Confederate flag, that's. That, that's not their define, you know. But that, because that racists make- are morons, they just assume the Confederate flag means racist, so they, they attach themselves to it. No, I don't. I no. So I mean, some it, it's wrong on both sides. So I don't. I even not getting into the race issue, yeah. which we could we could get into it. We could save that for another show. We could talk about that for a really long time. But just from a what that flag stood for back in 1861 in a uh, a. They, you know, tried to have a revolution, and it was treason. And they killed a lot of Americans, a lot of Americans that didn't have to be killed. So just from that standpoint, that flag should never be on a ca- on a government building. But if somebody wants is, is proud of it and wants to wear it, you know, I, you can form your opinions about those people as you will. Now, should they stop selling it throughout America? You know, I don't know if I'd go that far. If there's a market for people to buy it, no matter how stupid, maybe they should have the right to buy it. But it does have a place in the history books, and it does have a place in museums. Uh, but it should just never be on government buildings, ever. So that's my stance on that, and I think John Calipari is more than welcome to share his on it. And people are more than welcome to tell John Calipari that they disagree with them. But I think the way you go about it on social media and in comment sections, you need to be smart. <laughs> One, he's not going to read your opinion. Two, uh, make sure your spelling's right to give your to to pass as somebody that actually has a credible opinion. Not that spelling's end all be all of if your opinion's accurate or not, but it doesn't. It, it will never hurt your case to have it. if you say something really really stupid if the spelling's correct. It's hard to take someone seriously when they're using uh, internet shorthand or misspelling constant words and and easy words too. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I I absolutely hate the stick to sports argument. Like I was saying. Um, It'd be like me saying to if somebody told me to stick to sports. Generally, what I do is I try to find out what they do, as long as it doesn't take more than two minutes. And I say, well, you should stick to accounting. Don't don't tell me to stick to sports. You need to stick to accounting. But this wasn't Cal uh, pushing his opinion on just by letting it no, go. He was asked it. He was asked it, and he he. I like that he took a stance one way or the other. I like that he didn't give the uh, the very cookie cutter answer that would have been no comment i don't need to discuss this when he clearly feels passionate about it the one way in one way or the other and also kentucky's gonna play games in south carolina they play in columbia every year they're gonna play the second football game of the season in columbia the capital of south carolina they're gonna play there in basketball they play there in baseball they play there in everything mississippi has the confederate flag on their state flag 
They Ge- play plenty of games in Mississippi. Drive to Georgia. If you ever go into in the state of Georgia, they have the uh, the signs on the highway that say to you know buckle up or it's the law, and it's in the, on the background of a Confederate flag. So it, it's it's all throughout the conference. So I, you know, it's not like this. Uh, he he's the coach at Washington University and was asked this and and kind of came out of left field. The question did come out of left field, but there is some relevance to it, at least slightly. And I like that he gave an answer. I I I I do, and I think people, like I said, you're you have a right to t- disagree with them, tell them that he's wrong, provide some facts, maybe, uh, but do so in a way that comes off as semi-intelligent. Yates texts into the show. It's nice to hear from Yates. Hope he's doing well. He doesn't have a problem with public figures using their platform to further a cause they believe in at their own public opinion. I do have a problem with Tipton asking the question in a general sense. If he wants to ask it, he needs to be it needs to be framed by the scope of Cal's job. And I and you know that that's a and that uh, could be done. What's your opinion? You're about to go to South Carolina next year and play in the. In basketball, what are your thoughts on the Confederate flag hanging in the state capitol? You could have done it that way. I, yeah, he, you're right. He could have done that way, and I wonder if that would have satisfied Yates' uh, his request that it needs to be it needs to pertain to Cal's job. Uh, and, and 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 like you know, I, although I don't necessarily agree with Yates there, I he he stated his opinion. Uh, it it came off as intelligent, and I I respect his opinion. I just I I simply disagree with it, and that's all this has to be is you can agree with it, you can disagree with things. I, I think as somebody that is a the, the highest paid person in the Commonwealth, they should if they if people want to ask them where they stand on topical world issues, they have every right to do so. Now this was during an SEC coaches conference. It did seem to come out of left field, uh, but like I said, it's very topical. This is a, an issue that is splitting America for the most part. It's not a fifty fifty split. But everybody has an opinion on it, and I, I, I like to hear from I would, I would love to hear Rick Pitino's take on this. That's a guy that he's, he's been coaching in the Commonwealth a lot longer than, than John Calipari has. I would think Pitino think would, probably, be, would, would go inside with Cal, I mean, especially being I think, a New yeah, I think, I, think he'd have, I think he'd have a similar sentiment. But I, I would like to, I'd like to hear their opinions. I, I think very highly of both Rick Pitino and John Calipari. I'd like to hear their opinions on a lot of issues, not just this one. Um, but he does have a platform, and and he uh, he took the time to say how he feels, and good for him. And I don't think people should be upset about that, and and never tell somebody to stick to their profession, uh, because that makes you because then that means you got to stick to your profession. And by the looks of it, maybe some of these people that are commenting on John Calis John Calipari's Facebook, uh, they may be unemployed. Which, if they're unemployed, Trevor, then what can they talk about? The unemployment line. <laughs> they got to stick to that. So I hate that argument. We're going to head to commercial break. We'll be right back here on 1450 The Sports Bus.
You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker. Brick killed a guy. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. Presented by Allen Electric. Brick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by. Lay low for a while because you're probably wanted for murder. Back here, 1450 Sports Buzz. Last thing about the Confederate flag in this issue is with Calipari talking about it. And really, you know, I'm not, I, I probably said too much. I didn't really even want to get into this topic with the exception of how, if Calipari should be asked about this, and, and Kentucky fans and fans of any team should never tell somebody to stick to their profession uh, because that's just ridiculous and you should never do that. Uh, but it, it, it isn't completely out of the blue because, like we said, Kentucky is going to play in the South. They're going to play in Columbia, South Carolina, where the heart of this issue lies. But also, Trevor, the capital in Kentucky, in Frankfurt, has uh, in the rotunda has a statue of Jefferson Davis, who who led the Confederacy. Well, he was the Confederate so it, president. Yeah. Who wouldn't that be leading the Confederacy? Well, it could be a general gen, General Lee Robert E. Lee could have also been labeled as leading the Confederacy. Okay, well, uh, well he's the president, uh, as Trevor note uh, as he points out. Uh, but so you, you you know that that should be discussed here if that should be removed. Uh, and, and Calipari weighing in on it, I don't think he specifically said that, but he did talk about the Confederate flag, and Jerry Tipton did bring that up. Although I think Calipari was still kind of so taken back by the randomness of the question, or surprised by the question, rather. Uh, he didn't really specifically talk about that. So it, it does hit close to home, even here in Kentucky. He is uh, a Kentucky a con- native, though. He is, but that doesn't make it okay. No, I'm not saying it does, but I mean... Yeah, well, okay, I get your point. It'd yeah. be really, really bad if he wasn't a Kentuckian. You're right <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, of course, yeah, exactly. If he was, yeah, if he was... And, and it is worth noting, you know, Kentucky never joined the Confederacy. So, uh, is that the right place for a statue of a Confederate pres- president to be? I don't know. I know, but it, it does it does hit closer to home, so I don't think it's as completely random... As people may think. But if you start nitpicking in those ways, I mean, Andrew Jackson, who no one considers a racist, but was heavily in favor of keeping slave, slavery. And in fact, Jacksonville is named after him in Florida. Well, I mean, if we start taking down well, statues of anyone who was pro-slavery, I mean, not, I obviously don't want to see Paul pro-slavery because no one should have been it, but I mean, it was obviously a very t- uh, touching topic back in the, 18, the 1860s. But I mean, should we just start pulling down any statue of anybody who wasn't just completely anti the Confederacy? Well, Andrew Andrew Jackson is. Uh, I mean, he's very controversial as a as a political figure as is. Uh, I don't think you'd necessarily take him down. I don't think you take down his his statues and all all that because of the slavery issue. I think that probably more of Native Americans is where Andrew Jackson <laughs> quite possibly uh, left a, left a left a real black mark on history. But there is some truth to people being men of their era and men of their time. And, and what Andrew Jackson did, you, know, you don't maybe necessarily want to celebrate him as a great American. 
but it's it's harder to say back then and and that that was you know 1814 not 1861 and you might look at that and say well that's not that big of a difference but 1861 that was what about 150 years ago that's not that long ago and also with the confederate flag it it goes much it hits much closer to home than that because South Carolina didn't always have the Confederate flag flying on their capital. It wasn't they until 1960, I think, wasn't it? 1960, when the when they were saying that you had to desegregate yeah. schools, and that they put it up there kind of as a middle finger to America, saying, "Hey, the last time you tried to tell us what to do, you know what happened." So it's been up there since then. So it, it hits a lot closer to home. Should we? Should Andrew Jackson be celebrated on you know on Fourth of July when we celebrate so many great Americans and American soldiers that have lived and died for our country. Is Andrew Jackson one that maybe you should have circled and uh, spend a lot of time thanking for all the great things he did? Probably not, because again he he did a lot of really bad things that we look back on now and say, wow, how could anybody do that? Uh, but it, it, to me, it is different. It's it's different because you know that. America is not nearly as big as a country, and they're, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, get, I'm not gonna get into it, Trevor. I mean, you can save this for another day. We'll, we'll save this uh, for off the off the air topic. You mean we? I think I feel you and me have got a good a couple hour discussion going on with this one. We'll save it for a weekend. You tell me what, we'll save it for this weekend when we're hanging out on the boat on on Lake Cumberland. That sounds good. I, I'm gonna put that history minor to use, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my uh, my minor love of history to use. Uh, last year on 4th of July, we, uh, the sports soccer uh, with Yates, we, I did my top 10 Americans. Oh, I remember uh, this one. This was one of my favorite <laughs> moments in sports soccer history. <laughs> that Yates wasn't really big on. I'm going to revise my list for this year. Andrew Jackson will not be on it, uh, but neither will, will Jefferson Davis. Well, so. will, 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 we ha- will it be an actual list of Americans, or are we going to throw a couple Canadians on there like last year that, uh, and, and say they were great Americans? Who, who, what Canadian was on it last year? You put Naismith on there as one of your best, one of your most influential Americans, and he's Canadian. He had American citizenship. I don't so. He was, he's a born so, Canadian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You want to talk about opening up a can of worms? He had a, he was an American. He had American citizenship. He, but he was like, he was born Canadian. He was born in so Canada. So what? He can't help where he's born. You can only help, you can only change things as they come. So if I so if I have a Canadian citizenship I, and I I do some kind of great thing that helps Canada I don't know like look, teaches them how to say the word about should I be considered <laughs> one of the a great Canadian historical figure even though I all I did I never all I did was was have a Canadian citizenship if you if you are a citizen of Canada then yes I I, I disagree with that if you're gonna make your uh, impactful as um, Americans. It should be uh, at least people. I don't want to. I don't want to say exactly hey, born hey. in America because George Washington wasn't born in America, but uh, but at least Americans from the least, if not from the start, born here. Yes. He who that stop. You don't have to <laughs> be bad? born in this beautiful country to that is bad. No, Trevor, come on. He became a U.S. citizen in 1925. He spent the last 13 years of his wonderful life having all the perks of being an American. Obviously, late in his life, that became a priority to him to wanting wanting to become a an American. So, I, I think yes, your he's response an to me is the same way you you respond to Abe when he poops on the floor. You're like, bad, bad, Trevor. Like, roll <laughs> up a newspaper and smack me in the nose with it. No, <laughs> no. 
So uh, some other other breaking news: Phil Mickelson uh, reportedly linked to an illegal gambling operation, in which he invested millions millions of dollars. Uh, we're going to need to learn more details about what this could mean for Phil. It seems like worst case scenario it could be jail time, depending on uh, you know how how involved he was. Uh, best case scenario, he's going to be out millions and millions of dollars. Uh, which is going to stink for him regardless. Trevor, did I ever tell you about the time one of my brother's old girlfriends, this was years and years ago, because uh, he, he's my brother's got a fiance now, and she's just she's she's the best. She's great. Uh, but one of his old girlfriends, their family would cheer for Phil Mickelson as if it was a basketball game. Have I ever told you that? No. I, they, they So they, they treated Phil Mickelson like uh, NASCAR fans treat their favorite driver, so to speak. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever actually hear people cheer on NASCAR. Oh, I've seen I've seen some NASCAR lovers live in Bowling Green for two years. You'll find more of them. It, it was it was unlike anything I've ever seen. And I like watching golf, and I, I certainly like playing golf. But I really like watching it. My stepdad uh, is probably the biggest golf fan I've ever met. But I've never seen somebody cheer for a golfer like they did. It was literally like they were watching, and I guess they were probably Louisville fans, but it was like they were watching Louisville like you would, Trevor, or Kentucky for a lot of Kentucky fans. Uh, he'd hit a shot, and you know they'd, they'd say, No! No, Phil! No! And they'd get really worked up. Did they wear then, T-shirts that had like Phil Mickelson's face on it? Not the time I saw them, but that, I wouldn't doubt that they had it. He'd hit good shots, and they'd say, Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. And they go around high fiving one another. Was there a reason was, why they did they have personal connections with him? They just they just liked him. They just thought he was a good person. They liked him. There it's not there's no it's not like they were their family members, distant cousins. They weren't born in the same town. They just liked Phil. And man, they would uh, they didn't actually do this, but they pretty much did everything uh, except Boo Tiger. It was almost like he was in per, in the room with them, and again, this is all on TV. It's not even like they were at an actual event. But man, they hated Tiger. I could see they that. Really, I mean, really if they're Louisville fans, I'm sure they probably feel that then Tiger Woods was their Kentucky. They, I, I, I just have never seen people passionately cheer for for golf, but they might have cheer for somebody new if uh, if all this really comes. If 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 this is as bad maybe as it sounds at the surface with Phil Mickelson and. Uh, what exactly well, comes you're talking of this. about money laundering i mean that's that's not a good thing i mean you can ask the guys from office space about that oh yeah great movie uh some other news bo ryan will be leaving wisconsin retiring after this season coming up uh it'll be his last and and, and supposedly he wants uh, one of their assistants greg guard to take over we've heard some rumblings that wisconsin may want to look at at richard patino after this, Trevor, do you do you think little little Patino would be interested? Uh, I'd be. I don't know. Is Wisconsin? I mean, I know yes, Wisconsin's obviously the last couple of years, especially or even just the last maybe six or seven years, especially under Bo Ryan, has been very successful. And obviously, way ahead of Minnesota in terms of success. But as I mean, as an overall program, is Wisconsin really that much better than Minnesota that you would? I mean, it almost feels like a parallel move to me. If you're, if you're, if you're little Richard, I mean, that that just seems like uh, to me. I, it's not a move that it, it, it's not a school offering me a job that makes me say, okay, yeah. I, even though I'm in a Big Ten school, even though it's a lesser basketball, it's a more of a football program than a basketball program, which Wisconsin is also. Is it really 
that good a job where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take it. And why? And by the way, why? What is it with Wisconsin's coaches? Once they do well, they just retire. Dick Bennett did the same thing. He retired a year after they went to the Final Four in 2000. Now Bo Ryan goes to back well, to the Final Fours. He's going to retire. Can they? Can they? What's with them wanting to leave on the high note constantly, like they're George Costanza? Well, speaking of that, is man, how much do you think it's just eating at Bo, knowing that they were so close to winning a national title oh, wow, this year? Of without without a doubt, he would have retired if that were the case. Gone out on top, uh, just really ridden, rode off into the sunset, uh, as proud as a coach as he could be. And then now he's he did lose two two high draft picks. And, and, and Bo Ryan was an outside hire when they when they brought him in. As I said, well, Dick Bennett, who didn't retire at, right after the Final Four, he, he played three year, three games into the season, resigned, mostly because of health reasons. You know, he came back to coaching three years later. But they, they hired Bo Ryan outside of it. I mean, I guess he was at Milwaukee, so it wasn't like it was that far outside of the, the uh, realm of Wisconsin, but he, they did go outside to hire him originally. So why would he frown on them going outside to hire his replacement? And, and Deadspin wrote an article saying that Bo Ryan leaving Wisconsin will be bad for college basketball. It'll be end of an era, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and I, I quickly skimmed over and read it. But basically their point was it'll be bad for basketball because Bo Ryan builds teams up. He doesn't recruit the best players. Frank Kaminsky didn't do much his freshman and sophomore year. Uh, and that's that's a breath of fresh air, which is such a load of crap. They fell ass like backwards so- into Frank Kaminsky. I, I get so sick and tired of of that line of thinking and, and saying that Bo Ryan, and you know he may be missed from a Wisconsin and Big Ten standpoint. He's a good coach. It seemed, uh, you know, besides him trying to block some transfers, he seemed that he did things the right way for the most part. But I, 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 get, I get tired of this notion that those coaches do things the right way because they have to do it that way. Uh, and that's that, and and this is I'm connecting it all. If you're if you're following along, and that's why Richard Pitino shouldn't take the Wisconsin job. If the Wisconsin job was bigger amongst recruits, where recruits went, oh yeah, I want to go. When I think of Big Ten schools, I think of Wisconsin, and that's the place I want to go play. If it had that name recognition, then I do think Rich, Richard Pitino should take that. But it doesn't because Bo Ryan didn't recruit great players at Wisconsin, and and, and not for a lack of trying because he did. He he went after his fair share of five stars and. Uh, whiffed on the majority of those guys. Recently, with the exception of Diamond Stone pretty hard. Went after Diamond Stone, Henry Ellison, who was from Wisconsin and ended up going to Marquette. Uh, Sam Decker, I'm pretty sure, was a five-star, so he was able to land him, and that worked out pretty well. Uh, but I hate that notion that that he does things the right way. He has to do things that way. Uh, but but furthermore, Richard Bertino should not go there because, like you said, it would be a lateral move, especially if he continues to – well, if – I, I'm not going to say continues, but if he can build up Minnesota, because right now we, we, I'd say his stint at Minnesota has been average at best. That's a, but his first year at Wisconsin, he signed a pretty high, uh, Mr. Basketball, a pretty high recruit in Devin Harris. So it's not like he, he, even his first year there, he was going after big recruits. He just maybe sometimes doesn't get them, and that's why they go, oh, well, he builds it the right way. Well, no, he goes after these guys too, like Louisville exactly. does. Louisville goes after him. We just don't get him as much. Exactly, and and Bo Ryan was a good coach because he was able to make do without getting him. Rick Pitino does the same thing, uh, but it's not like he has this this different philosophy of how you're going to win basketball games and uh, executes it to perfection. He he doesn't. He he wants to do it just like everybody else, but he makes do with what he gets, just like everybody else does, uh, and does well. So um, it, I'm sure it's probably this is probably going to hurt Wisconsin's program, which has never been better in basketball after going to back to back Final Fours and and 
being really awfully close to winning a national title before a, a big run by Duke in this past year's national title game. Why does Richard, if Richard Patino's name is John Smith, Trevor, his name is not thrown up for all these jobs. I don't. I'm not disagree. You you feel like his resume is clearly not good enough to even be considered for other jobs. I mean, he's his. I mean, you know, it's a short resume. I give you that. But and his time at Minnesota maybe hasn't been you know knock it out of the complete park. I mean, he did hasn't been in the tournament in his two attempts, but has had. I mean, well, had a bad year last year, underachieved big time a little bit maybe, but had a pretty solid first year. And in his tenure, short tenure before that at Florida National, even though it was only one year, was wasn't bad and pretty decent. So I mean. I disagree. I mean, I don't. I'm, no, you don't. No, 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 Trevor. I, I'm, I'm not telling you. I, I don't mean to tell you how to think. But really, come on. <laughs> yeah, you do. You come want on. to tell me how to think constantly. If, if, if he if he had a different name, he would not be getting this love. Now, maybe he's a good coach. Maybe in time we will find out that he was worth all this attention. But in the at Minnesota, he's got a big uh, a Big Ten record of. 14 and 22 if you want to throw in his FIU because he's only been a head coach three years yeah. and that's another thing is that he's only been a head coach for short, such a short amount of time he, his name shouldn't be his name shouldn't be brought up for some of these I wouldn't I don't know if I'd call Wisconsin a big time job but it's a uh, it's you know it's it's good it's a good job I'll say if you this want to I don't think it affect. I don't think it's the reason why he's getting offers, possibly, but it's probably not hurting. It's. I, I. I do think it's part of the reason. I think it's part of the reason. I think also people like. I think Wisconsin's program. Who, whoever Richard Bettino is coaching when Rick Bettino retires, you're going to be getting probably an assistant coach. I don't know if it'll literally be an assistant coach where Rick Bettino will be sitting on the bench, but he'll be at all the games. Uh, he'll be at the he'll be at team meetings. He'll he'll be helping Richard Bettino any way he can. So I, I think teams realize that, and that makes him a bit more appealing. Well, that's good because uh, I'm hoping uh, Daddy will be hanging around uh, whatever program he's coaching when Stay retires because that might be here staying in Louisville. And that and that could be that could be it too. Now I've been told that Richard Bettino does not want to go to Louisville because he wants to kind of set his own path and be his own man. Uh, but we'll we'll see. It seems like with Patino signing that thirty year extension, he's going to be here for a while. So we've got some time. And now, 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 little Richard can have time to build his resume and and, and prove you wrong that he's he needs, worthy of a job offer, possibly from a little. I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I'm just saying based on that resume, that's not that's not worthy. If you were Wisconsin and a guy again, a guy named John Smith was coaching Minnesota and had that record. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't pay him. You wouldn't go steal. You wouldn't go poach him from from your neighbor. Technically, Bo Ryan had only coached Division One basketball for two years before he got to got the Milwaukee job. I mean, the uh, Wisconsin job. Now he coached what, Division what? Two basketball very successfully for like twenty years, but he'd only been Division One for two years. Uh, well, I, well, where was Wisconsin's program at that time? When they hired him, well, they just were one year removed off a of Final Four from Dick Bennett. And then the next their year, only final four. No, it wasn't their only final four. They went to the final four in the four and before that under uh uh was the Foster's coach named uh, I don't want to say Bud Foster, but it's something Foster, their previous coach, who was their longtime coach. And when, he was and he was and, Wisconsin and, I, and he was an assistant at Wisconsin before he took the uh the division. Yeah, two so it's job. Different. it's different. Captain Ark once says it's totally the reason. Come on. It re- I mean it is. 
because his record's not unbelievable. His resume is not unbelievable. It's just it's good. It's fine, and he's coached under some of the best coaches in college basketball, and Billy Donovan and Rick Pitino. But at some point, you got to prove it as a head coach, and he hasn't done that yet. Now, again, I'm not saying he's not going to, because if I had to bet right now, I'd say that hey, he will be a pretty good college coach. Uh, but it, it's clear that his name is is without a doubt helping him get in the conversation of some of these these other jobs. And if I'm he, told if that he, he had the setback so. this year, that, that if he if he'd had the year they were hoping to, I think, and injuries hadn't hurt him as much. And they didn't have the setback this year. I think it would have been a little more easy to accept that he's getting the job offer not on his name, but by his resume, even though it is a short resume. Yeah, but but he didn't have that year, yeah. and he went six and twelve in the Big Ten and, and finished in tenth place. So we'll see if he has a bounce back. We've got nothing but time for this debate, Trevor. And again, I think he will be a good coach. I'm just saying at this point, uh, there's not all that much to go off of. There's a lot of UK NBA news that I didn't have time to get to today because we got all caught up in a bunch of things I didn't want to get all caught up in. But that's. You know, that's the radio biz. That stuff happens. So we'll get to it tomorrow. Uh, U.S. Women's World Cup, huge, huge match against Germany. We'll talk about that. I'm really excited for that, to be honest. I'm pumped. Uh, and, and we got some football talk that we didn't get to today. We've got some lines out for some games. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. I want to thank everybody for listening. And, again, I hope I didn't offend anybody with my opinions. They are just that, opinions. And sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm right. And people are allowed to disagree with one another. Uh, so thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. 1450 The Tell me how to run my life when they say I'm going wrong and I swear I'm going